Praise God. Last couple of years, I've cried a couple of times when giving. It says, but God loves a cheerful giver. But sometimes the amount that he wants you to give, kind of shocking, you know. And, and the Lord showed me that scripture last year when I was in Florida. I, I said, yeah, I'm crying right now. But uh, I think Pastor Judy was crying with me. The fifty thousand dollar check. You cry over that, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Until you see the harvest. You gotta see on the other side of that seed to the harvest. Then you get get excited. Five million dollars. You get excited for about five million dollars, can't you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Next Sunday morning, we're going to have Pastor Scott Ross with us. I don't know if you have his picture up there or a slide, something. Yeah, okay, Scott Ross, guest speaker next Sunday morning, both services. He's a very, very good friend. I don't know how many years we've known him, but at least probably 25 or so years that uh, we started uh, getting together way back, and he's been on our church board in the past, and and just... uh, been through a lot of things. Being in New England's been fun. Sharing stories with each other. Hallelujah. And uh, I believe he's going to minister to you. He's, he's uh, <clears throat> tied in with Bark, uh, Bark, yeah. Mark Barkley. I don't know if any of you know him. Uh, he's a powerful man of God. And, uh, and he's in a, praise the Lord. Anyway, he operates in the apostolic in the prophetic ministry so I'm sure that I told him just come and have fun with you guys because you'll probably shock him he's on the north shore so his congregation is a little bit different than ours so you know shock him a little bit okay (laughs) show your real colors I want a good testimony I want him because of Ed I don't know about those people you have they're kind of wild down there amen It'll remind him of the old days. You know, he was from Tulsa. He worked with uh, Buddy Harrison and way back in the day and uh, all of those guys back there in God's country in Tulsa and Brother Hagen. Hallelujah. He has a good past. And praise God for our friendship. Hey, hallelujah. Okay, put that, uh, that picture up. I had a copy. Perry Noble put this up last night. Mom and dad are watching the news again. Oh, no. And I felt for that, amen? I watch the news sometimes, and I say, oh, no. Not again. <laughs> I shut it off. Praise the Lord. So listen, mom and dad, watch out. Your kids know. Your kids know. Praise God. Put a cartoon on or something. Hallelujah. You probably learn more. Thank you, Jesus. My daughter will watch cartoons once in a while, go in and say, I want to watch this. This is cool. How many of you like Yogi Bear? How many of you remember Yogi Bear? Ah, yeah, Yogi Bear. (laughs) Go for it. Yeah, how about a picnic basket? (laughs) Hey, boo-boo. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We're having fun. (laughs) Didn't we have fun this morning? I mean, you don't know how easy it would have been just to keep going. 
until tonight. We had a leaders meeting we had to go to. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'll tell you, I was feeling the anointing all the way home. Glory to God. <clears throat> well, you'll have an opportunity again to flow back into that tonight. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, we're going to talk about violent faith tonight. Remember a while back, Pastor Judy taught on fight like hell? We haven't been doing it like we should be. Come on now. We haven't gotten violent. Hallelujah. We've got to be serious about what's going on in the world, about politics. Well, Pastor, I don't think we should get into politics. We need to kick the devil out of this country. Amen? We need aggressive faith and prayer of the saints. Hallelujah. Pastor Mike can talk about woke, I can't. I woke up this morning and that's far as woke as I got. And I didn't want to do that. <laughs> My dog was looking at me. No, I don't get woke right now. Go back to sleep. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 11. There's a lot about, if you read through the Bible, we talk about sovereign moves of God, but revival is prayed in. Revival is fought for. Amen? Just doesn't happen with a passive group of people. The word this morning that we used, Mark chapter 16, God backs the word that's been preached with signs following. Amen? But there has to be some feet to our faith. James talks about that. You say, you have faith, I'll show you my faith by my works, by my actions. If you're believing God for an abundance, for overflow, you're going to have to be a sower because the Bible says you'll reap what you sow, not only the negative, but also the positive. Given and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So this portion of scripture, Jesus is talking here, says, and from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. Now, you notice he says from the days of John the Baptist. He didn't talk about the days of Moses. He didn't talk about the days of Elijah because Jesus stood up and he said the spirit of the Lord God, actually what Jesus was saying that I am the year of Jubilee. This is a year of deliverance to the captive. Hallelujah. And Jesus introduced the kingdom of God. Actually, the kingdom of God started when John the Baptist, he was the forerunner. He declared, there's one coming after me, hallelujah, that will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So it says, from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force, 
as a precious prize, amen, a share in the heavenly kingdom. Glory to God. And it says, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most hardened zeal and intense exertion. That doesn't talk like a passive person. Amen? Well, whatever will be, will be, Lord Jesus. Amen. It's up to him. Bless God if I'm blessed. Amen. And that's what a lot of the church world is. Thank God for the, the word of faith movement that came on the scene. Brother Hagen and actually E.W. Kenyon. In fact, all the forerunners, even Azusa Street, they got away from faith and healing and different things like that. But uh, I tell you, the Pentecost was born in power. Demonstrated faith. Great miracles took place. Uh, uh, Charles Finney, we talked about, you know, last week, some of the great men of God that, uh, that preached throughout the land. You know, they were violent. They were commanding men and women of God that, that, that were not passive, but they demanded the anointing. They demanded the kingdom of God. Jesus said, that, you know, thy kingdom come, it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we've got to begin to command the kingdom, hallelujah, in our homes, in our schools, in our nation. Hallelujah. That's a powerful prayer. When you declare, even just praying the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, your will be done in Massachusetts. Amen? Your will be done in America. Your kingdom come. And, and it's sought with most hardened zeal and intense exertion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So it means, in the Greek, it means to, uh, means to take it by force and inflict violence. We need to get violent. How many of you would open your house to a robber? Hey, come on in, take what you want. Come on, come on, take, take, take what you want. Hallelujah. One of the, our crazy senators wrote something about people breaking into your house and you shoot them. He says, you care about your possessions, more about that than that individual. Isn't that stupid? Somebody breaking my house, they better be ready to meet God. <laughs> Taking my stuff, you know what I'm talking, amen? See, that's society. Well, could you just come on in, take what you want? I really care about you, honey. Well, that's what a lot of people do with the devil. Just come on in, you can have my kids. They, they won't say it. They won't say it, but they won't stop anything. They won't use the word of God. They won't decree. They will not declare. They won't get violent. Devil, you'll not have my children. Amen? What Jesus was saying, take hold of the kingdom of God on this earth. Hallelujah. Possessing the promised blessings here and now, not in the future. And in my generation, they put all the blessings in the future when we all get to heaven. 
on the sunny banks of sweet deliverance. Don't expect to get delivered now. Amen? Listen, when you, let me give you a secret. When you get to heaven, you won't have to fight. You enjoy the presence of God. Hallelujah. But while you're in your body, your earth suit, God has given you dominion on the earth. Hallelujah. And we are to take the kingdom and take the promises of God. Peter said, all the exceeding precious promises of God has already been given to us. Hallelujah. But we've got to get violent and possess it, take it, do whatever. That's what the woman with the issue of blood did. There are some great examples in the Bible of people that operated in faith. The four friends that let the guy down broke up the roof. That was violent. That was taking the kingdom by force. Hallelujah. That woman was, uh, with, with a, uh, a girl, a young daughter that needed to be delivered. Jesus said, I'm just sent to the house of Israel. You're a Gentile. Get out of here. And she said, nope. Nope. Even the Gentile. Hey, man, even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall off the table. I will not be denied my healing. I'll not be denied my prosperity. If it was purchased by Jesus Christ on the cross, it belongs to me. And if it belongs to me, I'm not going to let the thief break into my house and take it. Hallelujah. I'm going to fight. I'm going to get my shotgun out, which is a gospel gun. Hallelujah. They taught us in children of the church. I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. I had to dance. You got, you know, some of you know it. They had to shoot the artillery. Yeah, amen. Glory to God. Do what it takes. See, faith takes the word of God as a weapon, hallelujah, and brings down every stronghold of unbelief. Aggressive faith, see, aggressive faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse three through five. I'm gonna keep an eye on the time tonight. It says here, the apostle Paul, for although we live in the natural realm, we do not wage a military campaign employing human weapons or using manipul and manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons. Every one of you have a spiritual weapon, a lot of spiritual weapons. Glory to God. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Amen. See, the weapons of war warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Don't let preachers talk you out of it. Well, you know, it's uh, just, you know, we got to wait for this one or that one or in the future or some other stupid reason. Amen? You have all of the authority that you need if you are a child of the living God. 
been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Amen. You have every spiritual artillery, glory to God, missiles, whatever you need to pull down the strongholds that are coming against your family, that's coming against you financially, that's coming against you spiritually. And it's all up to you to make a decisive decision that you're not going to take it anymore. You're not going to take it anymore. Hallelujah. Well, I'm just going to lay back and wait for God. You're going to be waiting until you get to heaven. And you might get there quicker than you think. Well, why didn't God heal me? Because you didn't do anything. Well, I have faith. I believe that he bore my sickness. Well, get out of bed. Do something. Start moving. Do something you couldn't do before. Hallelujah. See, that's taking the kingdom by force. You've got the promises of God. Well, you know, I don't have any money. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, shaking together, running over. Hallelujah. I remember one man of God, he was talking about how the enemy was attacking his finances. And just really big time, just, you know, whatever. And he, now this is taking the kingdom by force. He said, devil, have you ever talked to the devil? Yeah? Talk to the devil. Talk to him the word. This man of God said, okay. I see my bank account. And devil, I see what you're trying to do. And if you keep doing what you're doing, stealing from me, I'm just going to up my giving. You can play this game as long as you want. You keep taking, I'm going to keep giving because I cannot outgive God, hallelujah, and this thing is going to break in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll double my giving, I'll triple my giving, I'll do whatever it takes, but I'm going to prove that God's word works all the time. He watches over his word to perform it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It goes on to say, it says we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude. You know anybody with some arrogant attitudes? (laughs) That is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Now that's basically dealing with our thought life, our minds, but really that's where the warfare really rages. Your thinking will determine whether you're aggressive, you're a violent person, or you're passive, you're a wimp. The church needs some testosterone. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Well, pastor, you take care of it. No, you take care of it. 
God's given you authority. Hallelujah. But you don't understand. Yeah, I do understand. You're a wimp. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting back and let the devil beat you up. And you're asking for this prayer group. You're calling that prayer group and everything. Why don't you do something yourself? Hallelujah. Amen. God's given that word to you, not to the pastor, but to you. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains, and by his stripes, I might be healed. (laughs) Well, if you am, you are, and you need to act like it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I remember last May, a lot of things we do bring stuff on ourselves. Last May, we had some beautiful weather. So I got out there and overdid stuff in the backyard, just moving and grooving and all that kind of stuff. And I got a sciatic issue going on. Amen. And, uh, and I don't think I missed one service during that time. I'd get up and preach, and I'd crawl up the stairs in the back. Nobody saw me. Oh, God, oh, God. But when I got out on the platform, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> and then I had to do an outside wedding painful and it was a house wedding outside I had to walk up steps I had to walk down steps I had to stand I had to do everything and I said God how can I get out of it faith without corresponding action is dead (laughs) this is when we went down to to Florida Rodney Howard Brown's church and (laughs) I felt so bad Pastor Judy would walk up ahead of me. I would I'd hang on to everything I could think of, walking up, and, oh, glory to God. And I thought, sure, when Rodney prayed for me, I'd get healed, but guess what? I wasn't. <laughs> Darn it. Glory to God. Sometimes we wait for other people's faith. When God's looking back, <laughs> I already healed you. What are you going to do about it? You going to get out of bed? I can't, I can't, glory to God. (laughs) Kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That woman with the issue of blood, she could have wished all she wanted. But she had to make her way through the crowd, crawling, weak, loss of blood. And literally she was breaking the law, being out in that crowd because of her physical condition. It was against the Jewish law for a, a woman to be out in that condition. She could have been stoned. But she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. Some people stay home from church and say, man, I don't feel good today. Well, the church is where you need to be. Hallelujah. I remember COVID. 
preaching every service. There was one service where all of us had COVID. All the worship team. Y'all didn't know that. We tried not to breathe on anybody. We got up here and sang. We got up there and preached. I didn't talk to anybody. Some of you went to your cars. I went to my office and laid down between services. And I came out and did another one. Hallelujah. Some people were like, oh, Pastor, Pastor's rude. He didn't shake my hands there. We couldn't <laughs> hug back then anyway. You had to six feet apart, you know, you had to salute. <laughs> Amen. But you know, it'd be so easy to just uh, make an excuse. Well, you know, I'm just in pain. You are the pain. If you don't get up and move and act on the word. Aggressive faith. I couldn't preach like this on Sunday morning. They wouldn't come back. But it's true. Do you want to have aggressive faith? Amen. Uh, Look, you know, we talk about Caleb and Joshua. And when the spies came back from looking over the land and they found out that most of them had grasshopper mentality. We were just grasshoppers in the sight of giants. But Caleb, uh, in Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, said, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, let me ask you this. Is God's word in the New Testament as powerful as it was in the Old Testament. Come on now. It's in 1 Peter 2.24, Luke Luke 6.38, all the other scriptures that promises the blessings of God. Are they as powerful as when God told Moses and the children of Israel, I have given you this land, go in and possess it. Joshua and Caleb just acted upon the word of God. They don't, you know, they said, let us go up at once. They didn't even, you know, want to pack a lunch. Forget the giants. What did God say? (laughs) Forget the walled cities. What did God say? I have already given you the land. What, God, what did God say to us now? I have already healed you. I've already prospered you. I've already blessed you. Hallelujah. Your whole family can come into the kingdom of God. You and your household shall be saved. We need to be like Caleb. We are well able. We are well able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't care about the giants. We don't care about what our bodies feel like. In fact, Romans chapter four, read that powerful scripture about Abraham. He considered not his own body as dead in respect for the word of God. Hallelujah. Think about that. I didn't consider. I didn't consider. 
You know, when I had that sciatic, who walked the dog? Pastor Judy? No. And she was good. She was wonderful. I mean, she did, she helped me pack the car up and, you know, we were getting in and out of hotel rooms and stuff. She she helped greatly. (coughs) But she also reminded me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Sometimes we have a husband and a wife and, and we think, they're getting on our nerves. Shut up. I know I'm healed. You don't have to tell me. Bless God. <laughs> we get that pious attitude, you know? But sometimes we need to be reminded. Some of you remember Ed Dufresne. He was here with us many times. He's in heaven now, but very powerful prophet of God and he said he was one time he got the flu he was just laying in bed just wanted to have a pity party you know just wanted to just you know and his wife came and jumped on him took him by the collar said man of God get out of that bed and act like you're healed in Jesus name you're not going to have me no sick people around here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jeremy Pearsons, I remember being at a minister's conference in uh, Texas several years back. And he was preaching. He's grandson of Kenneth Copeland. And of course, his mom and dad, <clears throat> pastors of the church there. And uh, Jeremy said, he was talking about, his message was growing up in the household of faith. Now, could you be, imagine being Kenneth Copeland's grandson? And uh, mom and dad was sticklers to the, for the word of God. He said, you know, <clears throat> I hated, for one thing, I could never confess that I was sick. And if I did have to stay home because of a physical problem, I couldn't do like most kids do and just watch TV all day. I had to confess the word all day. I had to be in the healing scriptures all day. My mom and dad wouldn't let me just lay around. If I stayed home, I had to work spiritually. So it didn't pay me to play sick to get out of school. (laughs) Hallelujah. But that was, he, was grow, he was just sharing how it was to grow up in the household of faith. He couldn't act like other kids acted and get away with it. He had to grow up on the principles of the word of God like they believed. Amen? If God says you're healed, then you're healed. Amen? Wipe your snotty nose. Confess the word of God. Believe that you're healed. Speak to your body. Hallelujah. Say, legs, you are strong. Amen. There's another scripture here. The Bible says that uh, in Joel chapter 3 verse 10, let the weak say, I am strong. And we used to sing that song. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. 
Romans 4, 17, calling those things which be as though they are. Calling those things. Hallelujah. Calling those things. If you want to call your dog, you're not going to call the cat. You want your dog to come, right? So if you want healing, you call for healing. You actually get what you say. Amen? And that's a mess, another message altogether is, is that <clears throat> you're going to confess it. You're going to speak it. You're going to act upon it. Amen. Aggressive faith. Aggressive faith. Hebrews chapter, we're going to read a lot here, but Hebrews chapter 11 is a great hall of faith. And I want to ask you right now, in Hebrews chapter 11, 4, and beginning on verse by verse by verse, it says, by faith... They did this. By faith, they did this. It says in verse 4, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. Verse 5 says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he didn't see death. Verse 7 says, by faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. <clears throat> by faith, Sarah. And you can keep going. Amen. Uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 13, it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them. Having seen them. Your imagination. You got to see yourself healed. Hallelujah. <clears throat> they seen them and they were assured of them. And this gives us a kind of a formula, all right, to our faith. They saw it. Faith rose up on the inside of them. It goes on to say they embraced that and then they confessed. They confessed. That's powerful. That's a formula to have an active, aggressive faith. Hallelujah. You've got to see it. Pastor Judy shared that scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, th above all that you ask or think according to the power that is working within you. Hallelujah. So you've got to see yourself healed. You've got to be assured of that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to embrace it. And then you've got to confess it in the face of contradictory circumstances. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Faith, faith, faith. Now, down in uh, verse 33, beginning there, it says, through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith fastened onto their promises. Now, this is aggressive faith. Faith took hold of. Faith takes it. Faith doesn't think about it. Faith takes hold of it. If you're believing God for something, take hold of it. Glory to God. <clears throat> it fastened onto the promises and pulled them into reality. That's what you're operating in right now, to have aggressive faith. Praise the Lord. You've got to do what these great men and women did. Hallelujah. Oh, they fastened onto their, they, they just took a grip of faith. They bit into it 
and pulled those things into reality. And it says it was faith that shut the mouths of lions, put out the power of raging fire that caused uh, many to escape certain death by the sword. When they were weak, their faith imparted power to make them strong. Faith sparked courage within them, and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm. Oh, I like that. Oh, hallelujah. That's what we've got to do as a church, pull heaven's armies. Come on. Pulling armies from another realm into battle array. Faith-filled women. Women, raise your hands. Saw their dead. I want to say saw their spiritually dead children raised. Woo, glory to God. Come on. Hallelujah. In resurrection power. Thank you, Father. And then many Christians were martyred, but they were martyred in faith. Hallelujah. But I like the last portion. I think it's uh, maybe verse 39 to 40. I don't have my scriptures broke up here. But it says, but now God has invited us to live in something better than they had. All of these people were listed in Hebrews chapter 11 was under the old covenant. The old testament. But it says you and I, but now God has invited us to live in something better than what they had. Faith's fullness. Woo, glory to God. Faith's fullness. This is so that they could be brought to finished perfection alongside us. Folks, we are the generation that's going to wind this thing up. Hallelujah. We have a great cloud of witnesses in heaven. They fought the devil the best they could. Hallelujah. Oh, they, but you, we are going to bring this thing to the completion, and our faith with their faith together is going to bring it. Hallelujah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. In heaven. Hallelujah. Grace of faith. The righteous are as bold as a lion. How many lions do we have here tonight? Hallelujah. The, the apostle says, the devil is as a roaring lion, but he's toothless. <laughs> Jesus yanked his teeth out 2,000 years ago. He can bark, but he can't bite. But we serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many of you? <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. Get to fight. 
We're going to have to have Mikey come up and show you how to get in that stance. We're like, I hope the devil ain't here tonight. Pastor, I wouldn't say that. The devil's listening. <laughs> the devil's like a kitty cat. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Hallelujah. We had a cat once. Our cat was spiritual. Named Faith. Loved to pray. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many of you know what goldfish look like? I have to tell this story. Donna reminds me of this all the time. <clears throat> well, anyway, I was in her room when we were doing something together or whatever, and I grabbed some goldfish, stuck them in my mouth, but they were cat treats. <laughs> they were shaped just like goldfish. Those were the nastiest things I ever had in my life. Made me want to puke. I was getting a handful of goldfish, you know, cheddar. It wasn't cheddar. I don't know what it was. <clears throat> Hallelujah. How many of you got the victory tonight? You get nervous when I carry this bottle around, don't you, huh? I thought somebody sure was going to bring me a gallon jug tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I will not throw water on anybody. <laughs> Amen. That was just a point of contact. Hallelujah. How many of you got some uh, water anointing last week? Amen. Praise the Lord. God can use all kinds of things. Anything, point of, you know, point of contact. Hallelujah. It can be powerful that he wants to do. Amen. Amen. Stand with me tonight. Are you ready? Now, I said that this morning that we were going to continue what was going on tonight, what was going on this morning. It was a powerful anointing. So I instructed the worship team I was on my way to church tonight. And I believe that the Holy Spirit told me to tell them to sing Living in the Overflow three times. And on the third time, something was going to happen. Are you living in the overflow? Yes. <clears throat> Are you really? 
I don't know. Get that I don't know stuff out of your vocabulary. You know all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. I love you sitting on the front row. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Living in the overflow. You can take these things out of my way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, lift up your hands. And say, Father, from this point on, I'm going to have aggressive faith. I'm not going to be a wimp. <laughs> but I'm going to be a Christian on steroids. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the overflow. Can you imagine what that means? To live in the overflow. See, the Bible says, that we are be being filled with the Holy Ghost. Just one little touch from heaven is not enough. God is wanting his church to rise up and actually live in the overflow. Not so that you can just walk in victory so that you can minister powerfully to your family and your friends and your workers on your job that they'll be touched by that overflow that is on your life you know years ago when we had Vicki Jameson Peterson here there were testimonies that I mean we had five weeks I think it was of, of meetings I mean, to 2 o'clock in the morning, we were in that little building in Brockton, and, and we had over, we were living in the overflow, really. <laughs> Children's room, had people, they were up against the wall, drunk in the Holy Spirit, like Acts chapter 2, verse 4, amen, just filled with the Holy Spirit. But what would happen is that during that season of, of power and the anointing, that people would get on the phone with other people. And that's when you had, you know, I don't even know if we had cell phones back then. They were just coming in or they were very. But people would get on the phone with somebody and, and the Holy Ghost would shoot to the other end of that phone. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the person on the other end would start laughing and become hilarious with the power of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, healing and miracles can take place the same way if we're living in the overflow. Hallelujah. Come on up here. Amen. The worship team is going to sing this. Don't wait till the third time. Jump into it. 
get into it. Get into it. Say, Lord, I want that overflow. Oh, hallelujah. I want the overflow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Listen, if you have a physical problem, if you need healing, take it tonight. I don't have to lay hands on you or pray specifically for your healing. Just take it. You're living in the overflow of healing. You're living in the overflow of the miraculous. Prosperity. Peace. Liberty. Victory. Joy. Unspeakable. And full of glory. Hallelujah. This is Psalms chapter 30 and verse 11 in the Passion Translation. It says, Then he broke through and transformed all of my wailing into whirling dance of ecstatic praise. Let me say that again. God broke through and transformed all of my complaining. <laughs> all of my woes me into a whirling dance of ecstatic praise. He has torn the veil and lifted from me the sad heaviness of mourning. He wrapped me in the glory garments of gladness. How could I be silent when it's time to praise you? Hallelujah. Now my heart sings out, bursting with joy. A bliss inside of me that keeps singing. I can never thank you enough. Hallelujah. Glory to God.